uh, what you guys have been up to. Well, you know, we never tend to rest. So, you know, kind of being driven in a real estate business, you don't tend to sit in the sidelines and watch things happen. So as we're watching this pandemic, yes, there was a moment where we just had to just like check, figure out what was going on, like the rest of the world. What's going on, you know, and, and we had to take that little bit of a break because you can't deliver a message that's totally incongruent with what's happening in the world and what people want sure. to hear and what people need to hear. Um, so there yeah. was definitely that little break um, when we first got the shutdown in Massachusetts and the order in Boston. Um, yeah, and then you just start picking up and moving forward. And you know, right. not to say we're, we're doing things that are unsafe or aren't um, in the best, uh, the best public health interest. Public right. health interest, but we're allowing our, our clients to guide us so we can help them get to their goals. I think the most important sure. thing is that there's, no matter what's happening on the outside world, there are still people moving. There's needs, you're, you're working with people, we're all working with people. The people still have needs. And from when you come from a position of service and helping others, you're still there for them. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, ultimately what we're doing in, in helping people buy and sell is, you know, we're coming to them from a place of service. And uh, not only is it essential, uh, but it's really a necessity in that people always need to buy and sell regardless of what go what's going on in other people's lives. So, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've had people call me when I'm in the hospital with my wife delivering a baby or at a family funeral. So it really doesn't matter what's going on in other people's lives. What really matters most is what's going on with the individual. So right. I know that you guys- It continues for everyone, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I was wondering when this first started, uh, you guys were doing a virtual open house. Can you tell us about that experience? and uh, you had some success with it. Um, if memory serves, you're one of the early adapters. Um, so you know, tell us what that experience was like. Um, you, it was really a team member that did it mostly. We had two uh -huh. team members doing virtual open houses. And really what it was more than anything was a way to kind of give the buyers an opportunity to cull through the listings that were available on the marketplace, right? So. Yeah. I can say that we have in the past sold houses that have not, that buyers buy sight unseen, right? Yeah. So they don't ever go through the house, they come to closing and they, they you know, make the purchase. Um, typically that is with some friends or relatives assistance. Um, but in the day, these days of COVID. We've done that ourselves. We've done it ourselves. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it, these days of COVID is really what technology has allowed us to do was help the buyer weed through things they knew they didn't want, right? So I don't think you can ever replace really that in-person showing, um, but technology, the, the bounds that we have keep bringing us further and further along, um, helping us to do that. Yeah, sort out. Uh, the buying a house for most buyers is a process of elimination. Um, the virtual ho open house is, you know, um, you know hopefully it, it allows buyers to see if, if that is or is not a house that they want or allows them to take the next step. It's not always the final step. Sure. 
it, but it does help make the process more efficient, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're kind of excited about, you know, looking for silver linings. You have to continually stay positive and, and look for the goodness in all of these things. And, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all shakes down um, at the end of this because it's not winding down tomorrow. You know, we're not talking about uh, all of a sudden we're all back to work, especially you, Josh. God bless you. You're living in the middle of the worst spot in the country. Um, like I need to tell you that. Um, so it'll be incredibly interesting to see how this affects you guys moving yeah. forward. Uh, one thing I will say about the virtual open house, too, is that um, the virtual open house and then with addition of um, things like FaceTime or live messenger. So you can take the virtual open house. Buyers can see that. And then if you have an interactive uh, portion to it where they can ask questions or say, hey, can you zoom in closer on that stove so I can see, is that a six burner or five burner? Or, or can you, and you can actually have, then, then it even gets more than just a virtual tour. Yeah. If, if it's if it becomes a more interactive, using the technology to even be more directly interactive has definitely been very helpful. Sure. And and how are you guys getting the word out as far as the virtual open houses are concerned? So leading up to it, you know, you have let's say a listing that's appearing on in your case Zillow or Realtor.com. Um, are you able to advertise an open house from 1.30 to 3? And you know, tell, tell me a little bit about how you get the word out about the virtual aspect of it. Well, it's many fronts, actually. We have you know a good 8,000 people in a database that we can announce these to. Which um, is one of our, our, our strongest points of our business, right? Yes. Uh, we're a couple differences between New York City and, and uh, Boston. We are an MLS um, uh, service realtor uh, based uh, operation. So our MLS actually allows us to post on MLS that we're having virtual open houses. That's something our MLS adapted with this as well. Um, so we can, we can uh, admit our, all our properties are advertised on MLS and they allow us to advertise virtual open houses. Uh, Zillow's doing that now as well. Um, we have Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, as well. Um, so using some of those other social media techniques. Okay. Wow. That's, that's really cool. So, you know, one of the things that I appreciate most about difficult situations is, uh, innovation and, you know, the things that come out of those difficult situations. So, you know, for instance, I know that you guys love to travel, right? And so, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I know that, you know, there have been times when I've, when I've traveled around the world, whether it's, you know, an individual or with a friend or, you know, with my wife and our three kids, when you run in, you know, to uh, sort of these, these uh, unexpected circumstances, right? You miss a train, you miss a plane, you miss a ferry, uh, you know, your car gets sideswiped in a parking lot. Uh, you know, you, you, you are in a, the middle of a typhoon or a hurricane. Or a Remind yeah. me not to travel with you, Josh, if those are your traveling experiences, my friend. Uh, yeah. ter ter terrorist attacks in Barcelona, <laughs> uh, earthquakes in Italy. Uh, you know, my assistant, Lindsay, teases me and she says, remind me never to go away with you because every time you go away, there's some, you know, calamitous issue. A catastrophe but, happens. Right, right. But my point, yeah, but my point is that, that, you know, there is, 
there's always innovations that come out of these challenging times. And so, you know, you have the, the virtual open house that is going to come out of this. And I think that that's going to be, I wouldn't say a norm, but certainly an, an added layer of tools that we as professionals are using and buyers are going to appreciate to make their experience um, in, in buying a home and sellers to sell their homes, um, you know, more efficient. But what are some other innovations that that uh, you guys, Eric and Randall, see uh, coming out of uh, our, our experience here with the pandemic? Well, really, I mean, I think the biggest one really is just our ability to do meetings with people online. You know, it's we've gotten incredibly efficient with doing listing presentations with sellers, buyer presentations with buyers, um, tours of homes online. I mean, um, we've been using, as you know, Josh, I know you have as well. We've been using t um, tools like Zoom and things for a long time. But I think now it's gone to based on some of the higher level professionals using those to down to the everyday person our clients, the, the uh, buyers and sellers, and actually even requesting, can we set up a Zoom meeting or a virtual meeting? So we're doing first meetings and presentations that way as well. So that's a yeah. big change. That's a big change. Yeah. And also really, uh, I think one of the changes that we're starting to embrace a little bit more as far as virtual tours go, and that's not the kind of like um, virtual presentation, but a virtual tour in a home that we pre-record and attach to a listing, is we're gonna start showing the, the ugly. You know, you kind of gotta do the basement. You know, we live in it, we're certainly selling in a very different market. So, you know, doing common areas of condominium associations, doing basements. Showing the storage showing area. Showing the attic. Showing the, the circuit panels, um, the heating or the air conditioning system. Because then people aren't able to get in to see those the same, same they would if they were walking into an open house. So they'd still sure. want to see them. Yeah. So you guys were basically... You know, you're you're the eyes and ears of your of your buyers. So you're showing them, you know, both the you know the the pretty facade and the beautiful living room and kitchen. But you're also showing them the the down and dirty, the systems, the basements, the attics, crawl spaces, etc. Yeah, the, the less glamorous portions of the house, which is one of the reasons that most people want to get in, right? Okay, you're right. showing me these beautiful pictures. Of course, I want to feel it, right? I want to walk into the house and see what it feels like, see what the lights like. You can get a lot of that through pictures, but what you can't get is what are the systems like? What's going on with the attic? What's the backyard feel like to roam around in? Um, that kind of stuff. So as you can tell, you know, we go from Boston out into the near suburbs um, yeah. with our representation of buyers and sellers. So you know, we have a little bit more space than what you're looking at. You know, selling units, condo units, or in um, high rises. In high rises. Uh, we, yeah. we do a fair mix. Uh, I'd say probably seventy percent condos, thirty percent. Um, single families in our market around Boston. Um, so a mix of that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So I know that you guys have your have your own brokerage now, right? Focus is your Correct. own company. And Correct. so can you tell can you tell me a little bit about how you uh, sort of have grown that uh, over the last couple of years? It's been really fun working with a team of people that you know it, it takes a little while to put these things together but the team is doing really well we feel like we're all charting a similar course together similar values um similar ways to approach the business mm -hmm. which has been really gratifying yeah, yeah. And, you know as team leaders one of the things i 
for me, that's been most exciting during this, um, you know, shutdown and the COVID-19 crisis is working with a team of other professionals and, and having your team of professionals of people who still you see, we get up, we, we do a morning huddle on a video. We did well, we've been doing this for years, even before this crisis, but getting up every morning and seeing they're still up and dressed at 8.30, ready. They're, they say what they're working on, what they're committed for the day, and they're still excited and they're still out there providing that service for, for people. So as a small brokerage, um, it's, it's exciting to be working with professionals who are still in it um, and still there to help other people and checking in with them and overseeing them every day. Got it. So you guys are a little bit unique in that, you know, you started this company. It's essentially like, you know, your, your child and that, you know, you birthed it, you're raising it, cultivating it, nurturing it. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you guys are uh, recently homeowners in Florida. So you're, you're not actually there on the ground. And, and how, has, uh, how has it been to manage this operation that's you know, largely in growth mode and you guys are, are uh, in Florida? Very strong. Um, well, we took an opportunity to be down in Florida for a little while during this um, outbreak because everybody's working remotely. Everybody yeah. is showing virtually. Um, nobody's wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> Even Superman's son isn't wearing pants. <laughs> it's true, but I have a strong, well, when, have when, a strong shirt game. What was that? I have a strong shirt game in this pandemic. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, so, so yeah, as as the uh, brokers and team leaders, we did. Uh, Randall and I made the decision when uh, Boston had the shelter in place and shut down. I, I don't know I'm, my dates. I'm losing track of them all right now, as I think many of you are. Uh, but when we did have the shelter in place order come down, we said, "Okay, we're going to be sheltering place." You know, in the in the city and in our home in Boston, we're you know cold and rainy. It's the Northeast. You guys know what it's like in in um, New York. You're slightly better weather than we are in Boston um, or new homeowners in Florida. We said, well, let's just pack up the dog in the car and drive to Florida. So we've been in Florida for six weeks um, and working remotely from here. Um, never having done so many Zoom meetings and uh, with both clients, um, other agents we're talking to, uh, our, our agents, um, and actually amazing how, how smoothly that is going and how busy our, our team and our office and we still are. Yeah, yeah. It's really incredible to you know, gauge the level of people's interest and you know, the strength of our respective markets, uh, you know, during the course of, of all of this uncertainty, um, you know, and, and it really gives me great comfort knowing that there's still demand uh, to, to buy, even in the face of everything that's happening. So, you know, what, what, we're, what we're realizing is that, you know, the, the uh, stimulus that the uh, Federal Reserve ha has put into place and the, and the government as a whole is is not only unprecedented, but it's largely supporting our, our our economy and giving consumers great confidence to know that it's still okay to you know go forward with their plans to both buy and sell. 
And I think that is one of the messages, I think, Josh, that you're um, attempted to get out there. And that's certainly a message that we've been really um, putting what, forth, wanting to put out there as well. And, and it's not just a, yeah, everything's okay, go ahead, buy a house. Um, it's more, this is what's happening in the marketplace, make your own decision. Right. So, you know, I'm talking with other business owners in our area, doing quick little videos with them. Like, how have you adapted and changed? What are you doing? I hear people, some people are like, my business is better than ever. Like I've adapted, I'm doing well. I have a good client base or customer base and things are going well. I actually had a very interesting conversation yesterday from a client who pulled his home from the market and says, you know, we need to take some time to figure out what's going on. They're moving out of state and, and this whole thing and calls me and says, I just figured I probably had to take the next step. And my next step was to find a job. And I put two feelers out there and lo and behold, I have a job and wow, let's get our house back on the market because we're moving um, huh. and we're moving quickly. So, you know, that they hold it during the, the, this crisis, now he's wanting to put it back on because they still got things going on yeah. and got opportunities and um, so yeah, getting we, that back up and going. We can all dig ourselves into a little hole and hide and wait for this to all go away, but when is that going to happen? Um, or we can adapt, change, respond and respect um, what our clients and what the community wants and make and continue to keep our whole i mean even these little teeny tiny pieces are keeping our market together and i'm not talking about the real estate market i'm just talking about the economy as a whole <laughs> and, the, and the real estate market is one of the strong points of our economy and you know read some things where that's going to be the thing that actually helps keep our our larger economy supported and even pulls them out of the some of the crisis that they're that it's in yeah, well, you know, largely the, the community and the members of the community are what make it just that. It's not real estate. It's not the bakery. It's not the barber or the mechanic or the gas station or the diner. But cumulatively, we all work together to make our community what it is. It's, it's all those Absolutely. little pieces put together. It's that combined total. And we all have to do our part. Yeah, absolutely. So Eric, before you and Randall started Focus, uh, what, what were you guys up to? Well, we had, uh, we've been selling real estate in, uh, in the Boston market for about, well, now it's going on about 20 years. We've been um, our own brokerage for four and a half years. So uh, we were selling, Randall started in uh, real estate uh, first, uh, right around September. Uh, 2001. 2001, September, right before September 11th. Um, I started the year after, um, but we worked with uh, a number of the larger brokerage firms for a good 15 years before we um, went independent and um, started our own firm. Got it. And uh, what was it that that drove you to to start your own company? Uh, was there a defining moment or, you know, as they call it, an aha moment that said, you know, why don't we pivot? It's been, it's actually really kind of a fun story. And thank you. It sounds like you've watched some of our videos. <laughs> um, but really, it was, it was very interesting back in 2000, 
2015, um, we had affiliated with the Tom Ferry organization, which is how we know each other for sure, and so pleased to be part of that. That certainly changed a great our, coaching program. Yeah, it certainly changed the way we view and do business, um, and it certainly have been a a lever to help us make to make us more successful. But in 2015, we saw our business change dramatically. We didn't have any kind of aspirations to be our own broker. In fact, I've always said, holy Christ, who'd want to manage people like me? And it, being a successful <laughs> real estate agent, I'm like, oh God, could you imagine an office full of me's? Ah, that'd be awful. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> because we had come from an office that were all these kind of Leo drivers, high eyes, high driver people. And, right. and it, it got a little contentious now and then. Anyway, that's just a little sideline joke. But uh, we talked a little bit about that. But basically, it's, it's kind of funny because Eric and I had mentioned, oh, should we think about maybe doing our own office? Because people ask us that all the time. When are you going to open your own office? And we're like, we, yeah, had a, we had a small team within a larger brokerage yeah. at the time. And uh, Eric called me one day and says, hey, Randall, there's a really cute little rental space available in the neighborhood, which is two about, blocks away yeah, from our house. Yeah, about two blocks from our house. Um, corner uh, retail location, great visibility, um, not real large. And, and he asked me like three times to go and look at this. And I am the creative, like shake the cards, make a big project out of nothing, you know, rattle everybody's cage kind of person. And I was not interested in this at all. So I, uh, I'm the more the operator here and I'm a little bit more conservative than Randall in many ways. Randall's more the artist, visionary, and sometimes driver. Um, and for, for you and your, your uh, viewers out there, we are husbands, we are partners. So, you know, we have that yin and yang going on. Um, this was one time where I was driving the bus, I think, and, and suggesting that we make a move. Randall also likes change and makes move a little bit faster and more so than I do. And uh, Randall was dragging his feet on this. And we actually went and saw the space. And that can uh, really, the the retail location uh, really was the driver. Was the driver. Yeah. And us. Uh, it's just perfect, small location, great frontage, uh, close to our clients, and we're walking distance from our home, and we're our clients, and just thought this would be the perfect place for us to kind of service our clients from. And it was kind of an interesting space, too. It's been really interesting to kind of look back on what happened with that whole opening this office, because I think we've always really valued being transparent um, yeah. to our clients. And really giving them the tools to help them understand how does this real estate thing work and how, which tools would they like to implement to drive towards the goals that they're seeking, right? So, and it was really interesting to be in this office and talk about um, our business and our business uh, models and, and, and our, our values, values of being transparent and ending up in this corner office with all of these windows on two sides, very, very much, yeah, very, very out there in the street. We had to hang some a couple of little placards in the windows because it just felt like we were actually in the middle of the street. A um, little, little, kind of, little bit too exposed. It was almost, almost too exposed, almost too transparent. Um, but we were really proud of it at the very end. And, and the funnest part about doing something like this, it was a gut rehab of a space um, that we had to totally build out to suit our needs. It hadn't been touched in probably 40 years. And we were able to hire our clients who were architects and contractors and electricians um, to give back to them as they had given to us in the past. So that was a lot of fun. 
we like that. Huh. So that's cool. So you found the perfect space. So it sounds like sounds like it was the space that was the catalyst in actually starting your own company. Yeah, yeah. It's probably not the best way to go about business uh, all the time, but but in our case, it certainly was the the big catalyst. I mean, you know, I think it it's safe to say that most people who have uh, some modicum of success in our business have that sort of tickle inside of them, and that what if I were to start my own company? And yeah. you know, and and when you drill down on it, you realize as you guys can appreciate more more than most you realize that there's a lot of back end that goes into it, not just with the managing of the personalities and making sure that you have producers in your team and, and your, your company, but you know, that, you know, there are other things to manage. You got to manage the, the, the light bill. You got to manage the rent. You got to manage the insurance, uh, you know, and all these other things. So there are a lot we of things. Pay those once a quarter. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. No, and I think actually the bigger challenge, uh, Josh, for doing something like this is, you know, paying the bills and managing that kind of stuff. And that was my immediate thought before we opened a brokerage was, oh, do I really want to manage fax machines and all that? But I think the bigger, and the truth is he does it. Randall still is more the salesperson. I'm more the operator. So yeah, he does it. It's easy for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's very I think it's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. So that helps. Yeah, well, I was going to say, it's optimal that you have a partner, not just a partner in life, but a partner in business. As you pointed out earlier, Eric, the sort of yin and yang, right? So you have, exactly. the, the, you, have the, you have the creative artist and then you have the operator. And I know that a lot of people that, that we both know in common, you know, have that benefit. Uh, you know, Charles Turner and, and his and wife, Jenny, Jennifer, right. uh, out, out in Portland, you know, they have the sort of artist operator relationship. Right. Um, and I yeah, know uh, up in Toronto and yeah, there's right. a lot of, uh, successful, um, agents and, and, uh, brokers around who have that. Yeah. I know David Gunderman and his partner, Andrew out in uh, Oakland in the Bay area. So there are a lot of successful, uh, uh, teams, you know, Tammy down in Texas and, and her, uh, her husband, Wes. Um, so, you know, they find a way to make it work and they run with it. So, you know, before you guys, um, you know, got into real estate, um, what were you doing? I know you, you, you've been, you've been in real estate now for 20 years, but prior to that, tell us a little bit about what led you to your career. <laughs> yeah, we come from different, uh, a little different backgrounds. So Randall was, uh, being the creative, he was actually an artist. Um, was in, uh, well, you can, I was clothing designer for about 10 years. So had a small label of our own and a small retail shop, um, in the Boston area. Yeah. So, so having a, um, storefront and a retail shop was not before we opened our brokerage was not something we were unfamiliar with. Um, since we, uh, Randall had run one before. Um, you ran that one. Well, <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of did. Run. Randall was doing, making the clothing and, uh, uh, designing and I was kind of running the shop uh, and we did that for a number of years um, before we got into real estate um, but and and but that was Randall's background and when I, I started running the shop before that uh, my background is in behavioral psychology and so I was uh, I worked with uh, uh, I worked in rehab settings for people with traumatic brain injuries for uh, for quite a while there's nothing more traumatic than going through, uh, you know, a, uh, a little bit of a rocky sale process, right? 
Oh, exactly. It's, it's all about the um, uh, just project management, really. People skills and and it is, yeah. It's it's it is a lot of that management and um, sales. Sales aren't that much different, you know. It's, it's stressful. Real estate is, as as we know, and we. I think the the great agents like you, Josh, you and your team, you make it look so easy and successful. Um, but uh, any of us who who've been doing this for a while know that it, that takes quite a, a lot of skill, and it takes um, uh, you you you're good at what you do, so you make it look easy, but it. Yeah. It, it is, it's, it takes a lot of skill and, and the real estate process is not easy and it is stressful on clients. The great agents and the great teams like yours make it easy for your clients, but, that, but that's just because you're good at what you do. Yeah, well, making, making the process as efficient as possible, knowing where the potential hurdles might lie in the road so we can uh, really set expectations in advance uh, for our clients and, you know, know how to navigate, uh, you know, the, the twists and turns in the road. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, no athlete, no matter what the sport is going to, you know, bat a proverbial 1000. Um, but, you know, as long as we're up there and, and we have everyone's, as I said, expectations set of, uh, you know, what we might encounter, you know, the better off we'll be in advance. Absolutely. Indeed. Yeah. And and so, you know, obviously our markets are, are largely similar in that they're urban. Um, you know, there is a great, greater concentration of vertical living here in New York, um, whereas in your market, you're dealing uh, a little bit more with, you know, single families and, you know, twins and, you know, duplex and triplexes, uh, a little less concentration of the urban living uh, focus on sort of the, the high rise apartment setting. Um, but you know, largely they're very similar, similar sort of demographics. Um, and I was wondering, where do you think we go from here in, in terms of, you know, the stay at home orders being lifted and people now able to sort of move about and go through their daily lives as they you know, once did with some adjustments. But, you know, where do you think we go in terms of, all, uh, in terms of our respective markets? That's interesting. I mean, it's really been fun the last few days because people are really starting to come out of the woodwork again and share with us kind of their experience and where they're going from here. I got an email first thing this morning from a client that says, I've been in a small town outside the city of Boston for the downturn and it's kind of growing on me and there's a little house around the corner that we'd like to take a look at. And they're very much not want to, you know, we know them well and have known them for a few years and we see them in the parks and we walk dogs together and, you know, and they're very much urban. They don't want to leave a couple block radius. And all of a sudden they've made some changes during this downturn and all of a sudden have discovered another part of life. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that now um, shakes out in other people's lives. I think, you know, there's going to be a certain amount of people uh, that are really grateful as we all are for what we have right? And don't make any changes at all. And then there's going to be a certain group that goes, you know what, this isn't really where I want to be. And if I'm going to be quarantined, or if I'm going to be it, this time that I've spent here is really shaking my my tree a little bit and, and making me feel like we're ready to make some changes. So, and we're already seeing that start to uh, manifest in our business um, with people going, you know what, there's other things. So, yeah. 
so people are realizing a, a sort of new side of themselves and and sort of exploring the world and finding neighborhoods and opportunities, whether it be to move primary residents or find uh, new opportunities for for even second homes or or weekend vacation homes. Yeah, yeah, and you know, one of the things that we've been discussing is we're in the city of Boston, a neighborhood called Jamaica Plain is where we live in our offices, and it tends to be very specific, right, in our, in our area. Um, and we we do work all over the city, but a majority of our business is in Jamaica Plain, and it's been very interesting because a lot of people are turning us and going, "Oh, aren't you guys placed beautifully?" because there's a lot of people that have been held up in their homes in the downtown area. And as I'm sure you're noticing- High rises are- In the high rises, there's a different sense of security um, health-wise, I think, than there is in when you're in a, a smaller association. Also that amount of space. But I'm, what I was gonna say is, I'm sure you're noticing how they keep building these, these new spaces smaller and smaller and smaller, and people are living in smaller spaces. And I'm wondering if this is gonna shake that up a little bit and bring people a little bit more out into the neck of the woods where we're at, um, because you do get a little bit more space. We're surrounded by the Emerald Necklace Park, so a half mile in four directions. You have hundreds of acres of, you know, what can be paved paths to wilderness um, for, you know, everybody's enjoyment. So it, it's, it's really gonna be interesting to see what we see as a far as what happens to the downtown market and how people migrate around and out and back in, I think. Because I think there's a certain amount of people too that may go, I'd really like the access to just what's in downtown. Yeah, I'll yeah. take a small space. My kids are- yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So there could be that set of empty nesters who are now spending time rolling around these huge houses, realizing that their kids are grown and out of the house a few years out of college. They have their own lives. They're never coming back. They have their own careers. So yeah. why are we spending time in this, you know, 5,000 or more square foot house and paying all these taxes and not to mention the utility bills when yeah. we could take the equity and we could go buy our dream place in an urban setting, knowing that, you know, cities are regenerative, right? So, so things are going to come back. Yes. Your favorite restaurant on the corner might be closed, but a new one will open in its place and take advantage of, you know, the, the, the revitalization of these urban areas, theaters are going to come back, uh, museums are going to reopen. And so, you know, in another year's time, you know, maybe even less, you're going to find uh, a new sense of life in these urban areas. And so there are going to be, there's going to be a new sense of interest, a new layer of interest. And oh, things exactly. are going to come, back, and and come back stronger than ever. Yeah. And I think the um, seeing how talking to some of the other local businesses and seeing how they're adapting too in the city, uh, the uh, delivery services are are just booming and and becoming more and more so and and that is something i think that is even more um um something that people have more access to in the cities and all these local businesses we know just even independent toy shops and independent juice shops and stuff that are delivering their their goods to people where they weren't doing that before but you know, hey, I'm stuck at home with the kids and I need, you know, some more games to play. What do you have available on your shelves and can you deliver sure. it down the street here? And, yeah. um, you know, having access to those things when, you know, um, you're in a pandemic or whenever life changes is, is, is um, you know, can be very, very important to a lot of people as well. And knowing that. Yeah that you have quick access to those things. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, uh, Eric. And, uh, you know, knowing you guys as I do, uh, I, I know you both to be sort of very, uh, very intelligent, creative, and sort of dynamic people, both personally and professionally. So I was wondering if you could tell our viewers if, if you have a hidden talent. Huh. <laughs> you should have sprung that one on me a little bit in advance. <laughs> hidden talent. Hidden talent. Wow. Good question. Well, I don't I know what I'm finding during this downturn down. is that I'm a total extrovert. I totally love being around people. I fill my time with dinners out and drinks with friends and all of that. And I have so enjoyed the time that Eric and I have gotten to spend together during this downturn. And I kind of got to know my little inner introvert um, a little bit more. That was something that was a little unexpected. Um, although I do have to say over the last couple of days. You're starting to get the itch? Well, no, you know what I'm itching for? I'm itching for what I really love to do. And what I really love to do is I like to be out in the community. And I like to be showing houses and being with and in front of people. And that's really where I feel like I'm the most energetic and have the most, I think the most fun, right? And I was drawn into real estate because uh, I really I really like houses. They're pretty. I have a thing for beauty, and uh, as you can tell. And so, <laughs> it, and and I really I really do miss that. But hidden talents, I would say, I don't know, well, baking. <laughs> well, no, I, you know, actually, I I'd say just one thing about Randall is uh, Randall's got a lot of different skills I mean, you're you're pretty adaptable and have a, you have a lot of different skills um but you can like whip something up in the kitchen or go fix something you know that's broken in the you know mechanical or something and 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 be pretty pretty adaptable as far as that goes so um i mean i think you have you can do a lot of different things good with gas can do a lot of different things. <laughs> uh, one thing that I'm finding that um, you know I haven't done in, in a number of years that I'm enjoying a little bit more and, and hoping to be able to do a little bit more of going forward, but with this um, pandemic is sitting down and actually thinking and writing because it's it's a different process. Uh, you, I'm sure, Josh, you know, being in sales, you're moving, you've got people throwing questions, problems. Um, you're responding to things quickly, you're being quick, and you don't get a lot of chance in this field to sit down, turn things off, and just think and and write and do and a little bit of writing. Um, you know, I, I look forward to do, being able to do more of that going forward um, because I find it, you know, it's, it's more of an intellectual process and a little bit of a creative process. Um, and um, I'm looking forward to being able to do, I've been able to do a little bit of that during this pandemic and look forward to being able to do more of that going forward. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said earlier, this uh, experience has enabled us to give us more time with our loved ones and, you know, bring us closer together. Uh, so I know that uh, I too have enjoyed spending time with uh, Kathy and our kids and, uh, you know, we enjoy spending time together. So uh, that's, that's definitely uh, one of the one of the positives that has come out of this uh, unexpected 
uh, last six or eight weeks, depending on where you are in the country. So with that, uh, Randall Engelman and uh, Eric Gould of Focus Real Estate. Guys, if anyone wants to reach out to you and get in touch uh, for any questions that they have about today's broadcast or, or, or about what you might be able to do to help them uh, in Boston or the surrounding area, how would they uh, go about getting in touch? Well, our website, uh, focusre.com, Focus Real Estate, um, focusre.com, info at focusre.com. Um, is yeah, probably, probably the best, best way ways to do so. And phone number is 617-676-4082. Uh, you guys are ready for TV commercials. <laughs> We've been pra- that we practiced for you. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, uh, Randall Engelman and Eric Gould of Focus Real Estate, thanks so much for joining us today on the Ruben Special. Really enjoyed our conversation and you taking the time out of your schedule. 